This is Together 24-7, episode 50. So before we start the episode, Catherine, I wanted to talk to our listeners about what we do that we're together 24-7. People ask us all the time, how are you together 24-7? What do you do? What do we do that doesn't cause me to kill you? And me to kill you. Uh, Not so much that, but seriously, folks, we coach and we help people who want to, couples who want to be together 24-7, who want to create a business with each other because we've been doing it successfully since 2003. And we... We work with you to create a plan. And to come up with rules in your business. To have a division of labor to figure out who does what and where your strengths and weaknesses are. And really important, we teach you how to not to push each other's buttons. So if you'd like to utilize our services, if you're thinking about going into business with your spouse or significant other, if you're exploring what businesses to do, or if you're in business with each other and you need to get to that next level and some personal stuff is getting in the way, let's sit down with you. We do a free consultation and then we can figure out whether or not our services are right for you. So Go to the website or give us a call at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Together 24-7. I am your host, Barry Cohen. I'm your other host, Catherine Cohen. You're my co-host. No, I'm not not demoting. Listen, I already changed how I started and say, well, welcome. I said, welcome. So now you can say you're co-host. No, okay. Let's move on. If you're a co-host, does does that make you a co-Cohen? It makes me a co-Cohen. No, Monopoly Cohen, but that's uh, that's a whole different that's a whole different uh, discussion. <laughs> so we've got uh, we've got Stephen Crutchfield and Paul Capelli. I like how you said I that. I know, right? I know, right? Why did you say it that way? Because that's how it's pronounced. And and you wouldn't pronounce but, it but, if they were here in the U.S. It would be Capelli. No, it would be right. Capelli. Just like just like there are other nationalities that. Um, insist and and rightly so um especially here in Arizona we have a big hispanic population and you know we uh, I'll I'll point one person out in particular she was a newscaster here her name is Kathleen which her first name is Kathleen which is very irish but her last name is Mascarelli except she said Mascarelli mm. you know very hispanic well, well i think i did pick you up saying via capelli didn't you via capelli yep right that's not right. That's Mexican. Villa, Villa Capelli. Brava. Uh, yeah. Villa Capelli. No, you, oh, I was looking at Via from Via Appia Triana. Uh, yes, and, then, yeah. and then I look at the word Capelli. So I do that. I, I tend to do that. I tend to So read are you doing once... Spitalian? No, I'm not doing Spitalian. <laughs> like Spanglish? I'm not doing Spitalian like Spanglish. <laughs> but, 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 you know, uh, Capelli is a tricky name because even Stephen doesn't pick up the nuance of the difference between Capelli and Capelli. And the New York Capelli. Right. (laughs) So Capelli with one P is hair. Capelli, like me, with two P's is hats. 
Okay, now you're just confusing the heck out of me. You got it, Pat? <laughs> no. See? Hello, thank you. It, thank you. Oh, uh, right. Stephen, I'm with you. Right. Okay, yeah. Except if you would do the Rosetta Stone like we're supposed to, you would know these things. I don't need to. You speak Italian. Mm, not that well. You translate for me. All right. So Stephen and Paul are from Villa Cabelli. Uh, they are an online food retailer and a vacation rental. Now, you guys are in Puglia. Puglia yes. is for, for everybody out there. Italy is like the only place that you could do geography in your head. Well, Michigan also, the mitten. The, the mitten thing, right? Michigan and the mitten. Um, so you're doing geography in your head. Italy, uh, um, Puglia in Italy is the heel side, which is the eastern side of Italy. Okay. That's right. On and the on the Adriatic. And, and here's the, it's a very beautiful part of Italy. Southern Italy is, in my opinion, because I'm Calabrese, um, is a, probably the most beautiful part of Italy. You know, Tuscany, eh, too many Americans. Um, <laughs> that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. But Where's the best gelato in the world, though? Uh, it's, it's in Florence. They're everywhere. Uh, they're everywhere. You know, really, they're, they're, in, they're in Polistina, okay? <laughs> the best gelato place is in Polistina, but since nobody goes there. But Puglia is great um, if you want a vacation because, uh, like Calabria, although Calabria has gotten pretty popular, Puglia is not that well known. So it's a great place no. to visit. Mm-hmm. Stephen is from Kennedy, Texas. There are 3,763 people in Kennedy, Texas. And probably not and, one of them ever heard the word gelato before. Right, right. And now there's 3,762 since, uh, since Stephen and Paul have moved to Italy. Um, he graduated at the top of his class, moved to Austin. His first class was bigger than the entire high school, and his dorm was bigger than the entire town. Both... Uh, Stephen and Paul, of course, are foodies. No, they they don't like food. They just produce an amazing product. Um, Stephen we is. Don't eat, we actually don't eat. You don't eat at all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're in Italy. That's all you do. That's all you do in Italy. Um, so Stephen graduated with degrees in English advertising um, and went to work for you know all the big ad agencies in New York. So you've got. Gray, Bazell, Gotham, you've got McCann Erickson. I always wanted to work for Gray. Well, when I first graduated from college, I did. And then really? I got. Yeah, I did. And on what side? What side of business are you doing? Um, I, I was. Uh, I started a little bit of copywriting and then I did a lot of media and then I got the heck out. And I went okay. into printing and I got out of advertising completely. And then I moved to, okay. to Arizona and I did a lot of print work, which I enjoyed until they made it go away. Okay. <laughs> Internet. It's the internet. It's the internet. It, it yeah. Um, Stephen has worked uh, from uh, every. Uh, Stephen has worked on Everyday Magazine with Rachel Ray, Family Handyman, and Taste of Home. And then he and Paul met, and they decided to move to Italy. Well, probably not right away, but we'll find out more about that. I'm going to say it took all of ten minutes. It took all of ten minutes. I mean, you know, somebody says, "Hey, come on, let's move back to Italy." Paul was uh, born in Pisa, which is northern Italy. On the, Tuscany that you hate. The Tuscany. Not that I hate it. I just, you know, everybody's like, oh, Tuscany, Tuscany, Tuscany. Yeah, we got great stuff down in southern Italy, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's overrated. It, it, thank you. Um, but Pisa is beautiful. I liked Pisa when we went there. Uh, and you were sometime in the middle of the last century. Sometime in the middle of the last century of the last millennium, Paul. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's right. That's real, how old I am. That's how old you are. <laughs> In, in the millennium, in the entire millennium, uh, you moved mm-hmm. to Boston when you were seven. Yep. So uh, then you jo- this is interesting. You joined an order of monks, and you yes, hung out I with did. the monks for three years. What was that like? 
It was monkey business. It was monkey business. <laughs> Somebody uh, had to no, say it. No, it was. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a punster. Um, no, it, it was actually it was actually pretty cool. I mean, I, I joined right out of high school. I, I grew up in a really nasty neighborhood of Boston called Dorchester, um, and uh, you know, most of my friends ended up well, not most. A lot of my friends ended up going to jail. Some got killed, and oh uh, I was saved by the Irish Christian Brothers, who gave me a wonderful. Uh, college prep education at Catholic Memorial High School. Um, and then my, uh, my senior year, you know, they said, uh, hey, Paul, uh, would you ever consider maybe joining our ranks? I was like, shit, I'm not doing anything else. I'll try it. <laughs> would that, would <laughs> and, that be uh, a monkery? That would be a monkery, uh, yeah. That would be a monastery. <laughs> yes, a monkery. Uh, a monkery. Hey, he's, uh, he's I'm, the, I'm the Jew, come on. You right. know. <laughs> and I learned how to drink in the monkey bars. No, um, <laughs> The, uh, sorry, this is getting really bad. Uh, and I lasted three years, which was longer than anybody else from my high school. There were like seven of us, but I lasted three years. And at the end of the day, just like everything else, uh, to me, the monastery and religion was just another corporation. Yeah. So I got out. So you got out of that got- corporate world and you jumped into the next corporate world, which was advertising. You started in the mailroom uh, of, uh, of one agency. You went to Ali and Gargona. You went to School of Visual Arts, which is in Manhattan. Was there, mm-hmm. an, right? There's not a Boston yes. uh, office no, of that. No, no, yeah, no. SV, no I, uh, yeah, School of Visual well, Arts. Well, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> when I joined the uh, the brothers, uh, their school was in New York, uh, Iona College. Oh, Iona, uh, okay. Yep. And uh, so then I stayed in New York. Yeah, and I went. Uh, and after I graduated from Iona, I took, uh, got a job in the mailroom at Alley and Gargano, which was the most creative agency in the world those days. Um and I didn't know anything about advertising at all. Uh, and I can't draw, so I couldn't be an art director, but I could write. So I took courses at School of Visual Arts for copywriting and became a copywriter. And became a copywriter, went to BBDO, and then uh, you got... Now, the- here's something interesting. See, you always want to work for great BBDO, they were one of my clients when I was doing computer uh, repair in New York. Ah, BBDO. Uh, Actually, at that BBDO. time, it was, I don't know what year you were there, but at that time when I did it, it was BBD Needham. BBD Needham, that's right, that's right. right. I remember right. that. Yep. Uh, no, wait, was it? No, 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 WD, no. no it was DMBB Needham. Needham, yeah, that's yes. what I was thinking. That was yeah. Darcy Macius Benton and Bowles. We're talking, we're talking the mid-80s when I was there. Yes. And yes. that's, I was, it was, I was there, I left BBDO in 1984. Okay. On Madison uh, Avenue. Um, yeah, no, but yeah. You guys probably cross paths. Prob- probably cross paths, yeah. I took, I took care of all their computer equipment there, except for the Macs. Yeah. Yeah, well, when they joined that other agency, they were trying to, maybe it wasn't Edom, I don't remember. Uh, that's when it became Omnicom. That's after my time. Yeah, that's after. They, there was, right in the 80s, if you were in New York in the advertising world, and, and um, so the three of us were, and then you were fixing our computers, but uh, there, there were changes every single day. Like See, who we, all, bought we, who? we all cross paths. We Amazing. all cross paths. Look at what, it's a small world. Okay, I won't sing. Please don't. Um, Coca-Cola, McCann Erickson, and did you guys meet at McCann Erickson? No. No. Uh, no, we met, we, we met when I had my own agency. Mm. All right. So the ad store was your own agency, mm, and yes. you left and moved to Italy in 2012. Yep. You got a farm. Yes, I... You got a luxury rental, uh, luxury rental property. You've, you guys import to the U.S., so it's export for you, import for us. Uh, extra virgin olive oil, sun-dried tomatoes, jams, herbs, ceramics, all, and more, all under the Villa Capelli label. 
far I'm living is the life for me. <laughs> so we've we've filled in a little bit on your bio. Um, you guys, you do have children from Paul's marriage, 27, 26, 22. Are they yes. involved in the business at all? Do they come, what do they come visit in the summer and bring all their friends and make a mess of the place or... How how are uh, no, they involved? Uh, they they don't br- they don't bring their friends. Uh, my middle daughter Casey uh, is actually currently living with us. She's been living with us for a couple of years. Um, the oldest one, Nikki, lives in San Diego. She came for the first time in thirteen years, just this year. Wow! She's a she's a workaholic. You know, she likes to work and she makes all her money so she can go on rock and roll cruise ships, uh, which is fine. We know about those because well, let me tell. I'm going to interrupt you and give you yeah. a quick story no, about no, these no, rock no. and roll cruise ships. Now, I I like rock and roll. I'm a heavy metal guy myself. We last, well, actually, just a year ago, we went on a cruise out of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, the ship we were getting on, we were delayed getting on the ship four hours, four hours, five hours, something because like that. the previous cruise was a heavy metal rock and roll um, cruise. Dude. No, Dude, I mean, it must have been They're awesome to be on the ship, what? but nobody would get off the ship. They were all sleeping oh. on the deck, still drunk. Oh. <laughs> nobody would get off the ship. Four hours, we were delayed standing in line, waiting to get through the ticket booth to get onto the ship. So, And that's our story. And we are sticking to it. And we are sticking to it. Because there were also rumors of customs and things like that and people jumping overboard because they didn't want to get caught with their drugs. But, but we don't know if that's true. <laughs> so your middle daughter likes to go on rock and roll cruises. No, your the oldest, the oldest one likes to go on rock and roll cruises. Oh, the, the middle one lives there. The middle one lives yeah, there. Yeah. The oldest one is on the rock and roll cruises. What is the twenty-two-year-old doing? Uh, he's finishing school in Brooklyn at Brooklyn College and works for uh, what's the what's the restaurant he works for? It's oh kind of gosh. famous, uh, uh, some Asian fusion chain kind of thing. Anyway, I don't remember. I don't remember either. But uh, yeah, so he's doing that, and he might be coming out here this summer to do an internship. Because he's majoring in uh, archaeology and anthropology. Oh, and if yeah. there's any place to intern yeah, there, exactly. it's Italy's the place. Right, and especially the street that we live on, it was built in 112 AD. Wow. Yeah, the Apian Way. Yes. So did you have a big party in 2012 for this street? 1900 years? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we didn't. We should have. Yeah, yeah. Should have yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> you see? Now you got to wait another hundred years. <laughs> That's right. What's another hundred years? That's right. So your daughter who lives with you is involved in the business? Uh, yeah, yeah. She, helps a, she helps a lot uh, in the business. She's getting more and more into it. I think she's probably waiting for us to get out of the way. Uh, and, uh, she's the smart and she's, one. Exactly. And she's become an incredible dessert, uh, let's say chef, cook. Wow. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. So after you guys met, and you've been together for 19 years, um, the relationship status for those who are following are boyfriends. Uh, been together. That's what they. That's what they wrote. Boyfriends. That's what they wrote, guys. Um, yes. I'm not. You know, one of them. One of them wrote it, well, and the other one. I wrote it. No, because okay. well, we don't call. I mean, the other terms the users partner sounds like a business partner. Right. 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 And we're not married, so we're we can't not, get married here. Yeah, it's not, not it's not legal in Italy yet. Husband, no, because the priests want all the young boys for themselves. 
I, you know, as as it's coming out of my mouth, I'm thinking that, and I'm thinking, wait a second, Italy. That's like that's like yeah. Jesus's vacation home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that's yes. not happening. That's Although, I mean, hopefully they are. They they are debating a Civil law. Union. Uh, yeah. This it starts tomorrow. They're going to start debating it. Yeah. Oh well. Good so, luck. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that, because as I like to say. If we're miserable, you should be miserable too. Exactly. Exactly. And I've been married <laughs> once. I don't know if I want to go there again. Oh, come on. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you, friend, friends of ours who are getting married in 2017, Tina I getting believe. Married next year. She, she mm-hmm. said, one of them said uh, a few years ago, I'm not going to New York to get married. It's right when New York legalized it. And she's from she's New York. She's originally from New York. Yeah, so she's a real New Yorker. I'm not going to New York to get married. I'm going to do it in Arizona. I'm going to wait for them to legalize it here. Because as we know, Arizona is not the most liberal state in the world. And, yeah. and, and it was legalized last year. So she now has to get married. <laughs> Put in your mouth with that one. Foot in your I have mouth. an old uh, business partner. Uh, not business partner. An old client who's pretty famous in Arizona and throughout the world, actually, uh, Bob Parsons. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Daddy. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I, I did his first Super Bowl commercial ever, his first commercial, actually. I remember it. With uh, and, and that girl's name, by the way, in the commercial, girl with the really big boobs. I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> if you, she had two really big brown eyes. Um, <laughs> if, uh, if, if you look at the Super for her name, and, and the first what they first say is Ms. Capelli, and her name is Nikki Capelli, which is my oldest daughter's name. Oh, very nice. Hey, you got a little throw trivia that in. there. A little trivia. Look at that. Bob Parsons tri- always referred to me. Hey, how's my favorite gay guy doing? <laughs> like, 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 like you know another one. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. So, all right, you guys, as I said, met. You've been in business for ten years now. Um, how did you start in business together? You. It. It says over here now. Unless this is a typo, it looks like you moved. To, you left the advertising business in 2012, which was only four years ago. So tell us a little bit about the the businesses or business that you started, how and why. Uh, should, I, should I do that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, you know, uh, one of the funny things about being in advertising for so long, 35 years in advertising, when I first walked onto the property, the uh, literally the first thing that came to my mind is, this isn't just a house, it's a brand. So, you know, it was so big, it was so beautiful. My so Paul was talking about when he's discovered when he first discovered the villa yeah, in the villa. 2004. Yeah, 2002. 2002. Anyway, sorry. Um, the uh, uh, you know, my mother's from this town, from this hometown. So I grew up in a family that was all people from this town. So I knew about all their you know food, uh, their traditions, all that stuff. And I, I said, you know, we could we could at least start making olive oil. So I think the first year we made 50 bottles of olive oil. 50 half liters, which is like 25 gallons, or no, 20, whatever it is, uh, 25 quarts of olive oil. That was the first year. Uh, and I decided to do it in uh, the old Fiasco bottle, you know, the old Chianti bottles with the straw. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, right. Because uh, I wanted to look like some, some old geezer in Italy, like, finally decided to sell some oil, and he put it in this stupid old bottle. And But, but the funny thing is that people have fallen in love with that bottle, and it brings back lots of memories for people, especially people who were you know hanging out drinking wine and smoking pot in the 60s and 70s when they would you know put a candle after the wine bottle was finished and let the candle drip down that have all these I don't know if you guys remember those yes. candles yeah they're actually making a comeback now oh yeah well yeah. there you go yeah we're uh, we're 2 hours south of Sedona so it's making a comeback uh, dude <laughs> exactly uh, so, uh, so so then from there we went to the next basic product which was sun-dried tomatoes because that was easy to do 
And, uh, and then we just kept developing and we can't stop ourselves. I can stop. Paul can't stop himself. <laughs> he comes out with a new product every other day, but that's okay. As long as you're having fun doing it. No, it's no, fun. No, it is fun. It's, it's, fun. It's, it's fun when, when I do it by myself. Oops. Oh, 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 ooh, no, oh. he's jokes mostly, mm-hmm. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> so it's, uh, we're not we're not getting involved in this. Uh, just no. gloss over it, Catherine. Gloss. <laughs> so is Villa Capelli? Um, is, is that your first uh, entrepreneurial adventure together, or was the ad at agency? I know that's uh, Paul. That's your first, uh, you know, entrepreneurial. Yeah. Um, right. No, no, I did that on on my own. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, Villa Capelli and the products. Uh, this is our first uh, entrepreneurial thing together. Yeah. And Stephen, what and about it, you? Did you uh, did you start a business before that? Were you, or, or no. was this your first introduction? This was definitely my first introduction. I mean, I a, I was in basically in the corporate world and the ad world, and then I mean, we were doing the Villa Capelli while we were doing our quote unquote our day jobs with advertising. And then trying to kind of do the products, you know, as much as we could. And that just kept growing. And then we just kind of both got sick of advertising. And that's when we both said, okay, let's put our full strength behind the Villa Capelli. Well, well yeah. I, I mean, it, it was also, uh, it, it, it sort of came to a peak right after 2008, right? 2008 is when the financial world pretty much crumbled. Right. And uh, so, you know, we had this enormous villa here in Italy that were that were that we were restoring we paid very little for it mm-hmm. paid a, paid a lot to restore it uh, and the more it got restored and the more we would come out here I, I was traveling back and forth for eight years every two weeks two weeks in Italy two weeks in New York two wow. weeks in Italy eight yeah. years of that and uh, and you know we had, we had an amazing apartment in New York we had, both had great jobs you know I had a Porsche Cayenne S and all that good stuff but then after a while, I was like, okay, we make lots of money. We have bills up the wazoo. And we have this amazing house in Italy with no bills. What are we doing here? Exactly. And we said, said Green Acres is the place to be. <laughs> yeah. And now um, the the property tax situation is kind of unusual in Italy. Unless they've, unless they've changed it a lot since uh, I took Italian class and we learned our – we learned all of our Italian culture in, in high school. Um, you can kind of get away with not paying taxes there, paying very little taxes there. Uh, it's, it's, it's getting a little more difficult now to not pay taxes, quite honestly. Uh, but you know, especially down south here, it's, uh, it's, still, it's still easy enough to not pay all the taxes you should be paying. But you know, like the, uh, what, what we would call the federal taxes, like property tax right. and that kind of stuff. That's stuff you got to pay. Uh, but then they have some stupid. Can I say shit on the on the air? Yeah, we'll just put explicit on we'll it. Check no the problem. Box. Okay. Yeah, we'll check the box. <laughs> no big deal. Okay. Um, I have they... to check ours all the time. Paul just can't <laughs> control himself. I'm can't like, I don't even try to listen back. I just know there's going to be somewhere and there's right. a curse word. He just checks it off even before we start recording. <laughs> um, the um, uh, but, but you know they have a lot of stupid stuff here uh, that they tax you on. For for instance, sales tax is twenty two percent. Whoa. That's your VAT tax, yep. Yep, mm-hmm. that's the 22%. But then, you know, depending on the product, uh, you know, some of it's lower, but none of it's higher than that. Um, there's, a, there's a tax on having a television. 
Well, that's also because of the the uh, Rye, right? Yeah, R A I or whatever it's, it is. It's basically uh, access to Rye, which yeah, is well, what, which which, but yeah, but but it's sort of like having access to PBS, except that PBS, you could, you know, first of all, it's free and you you can donate if you want, and has no advertising, even though they have a little bit now. But Rye, which is the national television radio network, makes you pay this tax that no one can figure out why. They have advertising. They should and be paying like, you to watch that because I've seen Rye and it's yeah, not good not programming. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's horrible. No, and, it is. And and, and, and and you know, a lot of people weren't paying it. Um, so now uh, what the politicians have done is they have slipped that bill into your electric bill. Huh. Nice. Uh, not, yeah. yeah, Italy is a it, Italy is a very interesting country. We we hope to uh we hope to either retire there or go back and forth there someday, you know, spend summers there, winters here. But it's, it's very unusual, very different than any, any place else you've, yeah. uh, w- you've ever been. I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, we're trying to open up our restaurant here. We just built a restaurant and bar at the villa, but it's all part of the agriturismo, right? Uh, you know, agricultural tourism. Right. Uh, but, I mean, the bureaucracy here, and all they care about is do you have the paperwork? They don't care... If you took a course, if you didn't take a course, as long as you went and signed up and you got the paperwork at the end of it, it's fine by them. Because when they come by and check, they need that paperwork so they can cover their proverbial butts. He had all his papers in order. He had all his That's papers all know. in order. He knows nothing about what he's doing, but he got those papers. He got he's those got papers. those papers. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, don't mind the roaches on the floor. Yeah, don't. No, exactly. it's now see, <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful place. It's going to be lovely. It is. It, it, no, there were no roaches. No, there are no, no roaches. roaches. I, I'm just, I'm just saying in general. In general, we have, the other we places. Three, we have three dogs and fifteen cats, so there are no. So there's no, uh, no, no nothing around. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, but, but, but you know, but, but they also have like any document that you have to file with the government or the local government, you have to get what is called a marca da bollo. It's a stamp, right, that you buy at the tobacco shop. Right. Every time you you have to like uh, turn in a document to the government, right? You okay? You need one marca da bolo. Bon. Okay, how much is that? Sixteen euro. It's twenty bucks. And you can use, and you may need no, not multi. There's there are things I remember in Italy that you need multiple stamps or multiple bolos. Yeah, yeah, multiple, yeah, multiple, yeah. multiple bolos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah, it's it, it's. They're all of, hidden taxes. They're, they're all, all hidden, hidden taxes. Exactly. Exactly. Now, the, now, the good thing I will tell you, though, about taxes here is that since we are in agriturismo, right, we're technically a farm, right? We live in a 20,000-square-foot villa. I mean, you know, that's not including the land. Just the house itself is like 20,000 square feet. Um, we just had it all, like, reassessed for taxes and stuff. Uh, who wants to guess how much we pay a year? You probably pay very little because Italy is trying to to really boost up the agriturismo. Um, we pay $350 a year. Nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. Very nice. And it's, it's a great way to see Italy, to, to really, you know, to see it from, from that point of view. Yeah, yeah. So now, in this beautiful 20,000 square foot home plus farm, who does what and how is that decided? Who's in charge of what part of, of the whole villa and how is that decided? Stephen wants to do everything. Stephen wants no, to do everything. Not. But can he do everything? And and no. and Paul ignores him and does it all himself. Okay, tell us. Okay, yeah. No, Paul ignores him and walks out. <laughs> um okay, Stephen? No, it depends on where it depends on kind of where uh we definitely have different 
skill sets that we've just not only just skill sets. We both do exactly the same stuff, but we just have developed certain roles. Stephen uh, likes to do everything together. Paul does not. <laughs> so, so Stephen is really taking this together twenty four seven title to heart, and yes. Paul not so much. I, yes, Paul exactly. No. Thank you. No. <laughs> no, I like to do twenty four uh, divided by seven. Twenty. <laughs> 24 divided by 7. <laughs> Which is the little slash. You know what slash means? Yes. Uh, oh, that's div- yeah, that's true. The slash means divided by. Um, no, but uh, when it comes to like the rental stuff, um, what ends up happening, you know, I mean, that we both kind of take care of. I do a lot of more of the cleaning and, and organizing the rooms and stuff like that. And then. Um, and the kitchen stuff. Yes, and the kitchen stuff. And then Paul. Is a little bit more of the entertainer, organizer for the guests, you know, obviously being kind of a concierge for them and doing any shopping that, that needs to get done for meals that we cook for the guests. So he's, he's our shopper, uh, knows, has a store in town for every single item, you know, a specialty store. One store for bread, one store for the meat, one store for a different kind of meat, another store for a different kind of meat. Because right. it's totally kosher exactly. that way. It's, it's kosher. <laughs> it's, right. it's right. You get the good, well, you know, the, the, the kosher it's, ham. It's the kosher exactly. pork store well, in town. One, one, one guy does the chicken really well, another guy does the pork really well, another guy does the beef really well, so he goes to the different butchers. And another guy, you're going to hate to hear this, another guy does the horse meat really, really well. well. Yeah, we're going to pass on that one. Right. Yeah. It's actually really good. But um, so uh-huh. then he'll come back and I'll do the cooking. But, but you know, Paul helps with the cooking, too. So. And, and I also take care of all the incoming uh, uh, inquiries for the villa rentals. I'm, I'm the front man who schmoozes them into convincing them this is the place they should be. Yes. And then on the product side, we both, you know, it is a two-man operation with a little help from some day labor here and there. But putting stuff together, we both do the manual stuff. I think Paul has more of the overall vision there i'm a big picture guy yes you're a big picture guy yes (laughs) and i'll and which in other words i don't like to work exactly which means i'm stuck doing the detail crap which is like bookkeeping (laughs) and if a label needs to be revised i do have from my advertising background i can go into indesign and you know redo a label if i need to change this need to change that so even does the details because he's german background yes I, mean, I enjoy it. it. Just means that that role happened to fall in my lap. So mm-hmm. that's that's the roles. So that out, that's the division of labor. Mm-hmm. Do you overlap responsibilities? It sounds like you do. There there are some oh, things that you definitely. overlap and and let's see let's see if I've been listening correctly. Paul really wishes that there wasn't because he prefers to go off in a corner and just put his you know, nose to the grindstone and do it and get it done with. And Stephen likes the overlap because he likes being together all the time. And doesn't like to take on the responsibility of maybe doing something wrong. Oh. Uh, yes, but I'm also going to correct you. Paul does not go into the corner and put his nose to the grindstone. Paul goes to the corner and drinks, and a, drinks a glass of wine and has a cigarette. <laughs> so that's a bit but I'm sure it's good locally made wine. <laughs> It's our own no, wine. It's your own wine. It's your own Come wine. On, yeah, exactly. Um, it just um, so happens that the wine I drink, the label says it's called Grindstone Wine. <laughs> Grindstone Wine. There you have it. Which is, uh, I, Stephen, yeah. what part of being with an Italian do you not get? 
I, I'm learning. You're it's learning, hard. yeah. It's I'm learning. But taking you hard. 19 years, but it's well, a little slow on the uptake. Yeah, it's a little slow. Well, ba- yeah, 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 Barry's still. He's, we he's come on. It, it took me five minutes when we got to your aunt and uncle's house down in to in, figure in, in out what I'm all yeah. about, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's a glass of wine Here's, and shut up and eat. And shut up and eat. Right. That's <laughs> what it came down to. So now I'm going to because I know this. There has to be a good one. Yeah, this is going to be good. What was your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement or fight? Or argument, and how did you work through it? You mean today? <laughs> <laughs> okay, today. It's later over there. Uh, well, t- today was bottles. It, w- it wasn't a big fight, but I brought home some really beautiful bottles that this guy in this town up in the hills makes, you know, with wicker all around the bottles, all handmade. I thought they were just really, really charming, really nice. And Steven was like, mm, I don't like those. Uh-oh. That wasn't good. What's the What's the big one though? What's the big one? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm trying uh, to think about this. I don't know. the uh, The big one would be, well, it's usually about how many uh, new products we're going to make. We fight about that all the time, and we fight about whether or not we both need to be doing the same job at the same time. That I agree. That's the biggest fight usually. Yeah. And how do you work so, through that? Does that you Stephen's know? Stephen's a dictator. Stephen's a dictator, especially Not in the dictator. kitchen. It's it's in the kitchen. N- He's wrong there, but that's okay. <laughs> that's it. Tell him he's wrong. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how no, do you work through I mean, it? No, wait. We we usually yell and scream, and then and then you get past it for like two minutes, and then you're fine. Not yell and scream. I mean, you like you have a heated words. I mean, if it's a, if you're talking the most, like you're talking us, like you you were asked what was the biggest in those big moments, you kind of yell and scream and get it off your chest, and then you move on. I mean, it's not, it's and, nothing and, personal necessarily. And, and, and we, just, we had quite a few of them actually recently. You know, we, like I said earlier, we just finished rebuilding a, you know, one of the huge wings to the mm-hmm. house that was totally destroyed. And uh, so we decided to really bite the bullet and spend all the money we had left because we got government financing to, for the other 50% of it. But, you know, you're talking over a half a million dollars worth of uh, rework. Right. And, Boy, that was not easy. I mean, there were some knockdown, dragout fights uh, there, because uh, you know, Stephen also doesn't. Stephen is more of an account person. If you go back to the advertising analogy, like he's more like, I want to see it on paper. What's it all about? Blah, blah, blah. Whereas I'm more like, you know, I, I was in the business of, as Phil Dusenberry at BBDO once said, selling clouds. It's like I think that this will look really nice. And that's what I go on. And Stephen is like, how much is it going to cost? Yes, but, <laughs> yes, Paul is very trusting, which I agree. But it's it, it, even going back to the whole taxes thing, it, it, it took me, it, again, being slow on the uptake here, they give you a price. It's, it's $10,000 to make these doors. Okay, 10000 The bill comes in, it's 11000 I'm like, I thought you said it was 10000 Oh, well, that's the, the 10% tax. No, it's twenty two percent tax. Whatever. It's why did you tell? Why didn't you give me the price with the tax? Oh well, we never do that. But it's it, a two thousand dollar difference. Yeah, it's a huge difference. <laughs> That's not in my budget, and all of a sudden now I'm having to account for that. And you know, and Paul's just like, but the and doors I'm are like, so and pretty. I'm, I'm oh, budget smudget. So that's the big. That, that those were the big the big arguments there. And does that carry over into your personal life? No, no. It, it usually lasts for about 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, then it's like... And I usually realize he's right, yeah. and then I kind of just... I'm See, the, I love when he says that on the air. He, he never <laughs> says that in real life. Say, say it again, Stephen. 
<laughs> He's right. You okay. know, you know, when Catherine tells me I'm right, I make her post it on Facebook. It's true. It's true. <laughs> no, but he was right in the sense of, again, we only live once. Let's do it right. Let's make it nice. Let's but, but, relax. But, 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 Let's but, enjoy but, but, it. But it's also, it's also like it's after the fact. It's like, what can you do now? You know, no, it's like, no, I agree. Right, I agree. But, but it's also, then that's the balance that happens between the two of us, though, too. Again, I'm the, I'm the penny pincher and the a little more practical, and Paul is the more visionary. So... It helps balance out that, yeah, especially like in the work. Spend, spend, spend. Yeah, he does. But, 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 but you, you, you know what I think part of the problem is really with this whole financial thing is that uh, having lived for so many years in New York and having been, uh, you know, uh, if I may say so, like, you know, a, a snot-nosed brat in the big advertising world, you know, you, you get used to uh, how easily money can be made and unfortunately spent. But... Um, you know, after you do it for so many years, you always have this notion in the back of your head that, you know, we'll get through this one too. And, you know, we'll, you know, we're entrepreneurs. We'll figure out how to make all the money come in. And you know what? Usually it does. That's right. You just anticipate it and there it is. And now let's yeah. go, let's go to the flip side of the, of the fighting and argument. Tell us some of the joys that you experience being together 24 seven. Hmm. No, I think we 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 enjoy. No, no, no. <laughs> wow! No, 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 no. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> no, I think the best part is we we've always liked entertaining, and so for us, especially on the rental side, when we can have guests over and we're together and we are, in in a sense, entertaining them in our home. I mean, obviously, when somebody comes, they have that progatory. If they want to be by themselves, they can be. They can. The villa is theirs. But we are also available to help prepare meals and host them and kind of show them the ropes. And that is a lot of fun for us. And then we're, we're kind of basically hosting a big party 24-7, which is to me the fun part. But, but, but it's also, you know, I, th I think what we both often feel is when, you know, when we're not ripping each other's throats out is, uh, you know, when you look around at where we live and what we've built, because we have, we have, you know, pretty much literally built it, you know, not from scratch because the skeleton was here and stuff. But, you know, this is, like I said before, it's like 20,000 square foot house that is really, you know, if I may say so, nothing short of spectacular uh, in this great part of the world. And you, and you like walk around here sometimes and you say, wow, you know, we are so lucky that we were able to do this and we did it together and people come from all over the world, all over the world, to stay here and be with us. And you know, we've had the royal family from England come here. We have people from New Zealand, Australia, you know, TV celebrities. It's uh, it's pretty cool when you think, you know, all we did was, you know, we went one one step at a time, you know, used the internet, you know, started selling some products, and it just keeps growing and growing because, I I think most of it happens because we're very true to what we're trying to do you know this we're not bullshitting our way through it and we truly love italy and love sharing that yeah. how, how can you not product. exactly so it's like for us it's so much fun to see how much people love the place and also the food and, and then we can share the food now with other people through the products that kind of stuff so and, and have you guys or do you guys do anything to separate your family time from your business time no. No, 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 we don't. Much, really. No, we don't no. really. No, you just kind of live the business. Yeah, it, or the business right. lives your personal life. Sort of, yeah. Well, I, I think Stephen is more of a victim of that. You know, Stephen can't 
understand sometimes when it's like, Stephen, I just want to sit down with my friends and play cards for like five hours and drink Manhattans or martinis, depending on the season. And just like, no, but we have to do this. this you know, we still have to do this. We have to do that. It's like, shut it down. Well, it is. It's hard. It's hard shut for me. Shut it down, it's a, man. That's very hard for me because it was much easier when it was a nine to five job because when I came home at the end of the day, in advertising, not always, but, yeah. <laughs> but I, you, you, were, you were away from the office. I'm done. Like, don't bother me. I'm, I'm done. I've cut it off and I can cut it off mentally. Here, I always feel like I, I should be doing this. I should be doing that because that has to get done. And my answer is usually, you know what? I didn't sign up. This is not what I signed up for. No, I no. signed up for living the life in Southern Italy. And that's good. And again, that's the good balance, though, because he does balance me and I have to recognize that. Otherwise, I would probably have a heart attack already at my age because but he has taught me like you have to you have to do have to slow down and enjoy it you shut up and drink your wine exactly exactly there's nothing, nothing wrong drink. with that exactly. he doesn't drink wine now either oh my god all he drinks is grappa no vodka uh-huh. <laughs> you're in italy you know that right <laughs> no i know i've never been he's a big, on a he's on a friggin' diet no no i've never no been a big sugar. wine guy and i don't and i don't sugar in the wines basically sugar, he, so. he doesn't get wine what is this wine stuff i don't get wine i, I can drink it i Where's can the, drink it but i'm just not i don't have an appreciation for it paul has some amazing wine collection he had, it, he had it in new york and we actually had it shipped all the way back here to italy beautiful i said do not open any of those wonderful bottles with me it's going to go to waste. Well, I mean, when we just... when we come visit, you could open it for us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, Not a problem. Will appreciate you, can drink, it. you can drink his share too. Yeah. Oh, no, I, no, I will. Appreciate it. I, yeah. I just don't appreciate it. So I was like, I if you don't open it with me, I'm not going to appreciate it. You know. So open it with somebody who's going to appreciate it with you. So we get yeah. his and portion from the past 19 five. years. Excellent. 19 <laughs> years of his portion. I like that. Exactly. In one night. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. Yes. So now, if you can give our listeners one piece of advice as far as going into business together, what would it be? Um, you need alone time. My alone time is like oh, when I go shopping in the morning, I do all the food shopping. Right? Stephen takes care of the kitchen and cooking. Stephen pisses me off because he tells me, uh, we need carrots, we need cabbage, we need uh, eggs, we need milk, we need... You know, because we have 15 people coming over for dinner. Okay. Do you think you would tell me how much of each we need? I've gotten no. better about that, though. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Okay. okay. I'm speaking now, Stephen. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, I go, it takes me on the average three hours to do food shopping every morning. And I refuse to do shopping where, oh, but we can put it in the fridge or we can put it in the freezer and save it for later. No, no. I need to buy fresh food every day, but that's also my away time. From him and the house. Well, that's the so, European so, yeah. way in general, isn't it? You just yeah. pick, pick up your food for the day. Yes. It's not like yeah, here in the U.S. You go to the supermarket, you go to Costco, you stock up for a month. Right. right. No, no. It, 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 just, it just doesn't, for me, it doesn't work that way because, you know, uh, as they say here in Italy, you know, the eye needs its portion too, right? Mm. The eye has to get its, mm. it, its fill. So, when you go to a store every day, you see new products, you see new fresh fruit, you see new vegetables that have come out that day. And it's like, you know, you just want to eat them all. You want to buy them all and bring them home and cook them. Yeah. So, so, you know, buying a box of frozen spinach is not the same as going to a store and saying, oh, the spinach looks really fresh today. I'll have some of that. It's a totally different thing. 
Very different. It's very different in Europe. And it's just so much nicer. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely much nicer. Yeah. Yeah. I went to this town. I took my mother's living with us now. What a pain in the ass. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's 80 years old. She's from this town. She lived right. in America for 60 years. She is as American as Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and with the same beard. Oh, <laughs> oh that's just so wrong. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, she's gotten better about the beard. Um, but she is a... I mean, nothing is right. Oh, now all of a sudden, it's, when I was in America, oh, my car was so big. I would drive every day. The people were so nice. When I was in America, when I was in America, Mom, I'm going to kick you back to America in about 30 seconds if you don't shut so up. So she has become the ugly American. Oh, wow. She, has, she really has. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. Because, you know, but part of it is because they came from these small towns and they were like dirt poor. So they hate everything about it. You know, they hate even thinking that they've come back to this place that they escaped from, you know, all these Italian immigrants. That's that. And I, I have to say that is the mentality that was with my dad and, and my grandparents and everything. That's just the way they think. Yeah. A lot of them don't even want to come back. It's like, I'm not going back there. I'm not, I'm never going back there. I hate that place. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. More hey, for us. Right. Uh, did you by any chance to leave a house there that we could have? <laughs> <laughs> Happens exactly. to be a 20,000 square foot villa. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so let us let our audience know if, if you guys have read any books that had an impact on your entrepreneurship uh, that you could recommend to our listeners, what would they be? Uh, I'm, I, I never really got books. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get that. <laughs> they didn't get that. Sorry. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> I mean, one. Yeah. One down. No, um, there's a couple I think thinking thinking get rich. Okay. Um, and then the one I'm reading now, which I really like, which is um, gosh, jab jab, jab left hook. I'm oh, jab jab jab. I I know. Um, I um, and now his name escapes me. I know. Yeah, so it's, it's I, 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 e, right? Um, Vander, yeah. Vanderchuk. Vanderchuk. Right? Uh, what is his first Gary? name? Gary Vanderchuk. Yep, you got it. Yeah. Jab 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 yeah. left hookers. Yeah, I don't know how many good. jabs are in there, but yeah. It'll be in the show notes, kids. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's a really good one, actually, because it's very, which we've been trying to push. Uh, being a small uh, business, it's all about social media and how you can kind of use the content marketing to promote yourself. And so it was, it was a really nice read, actually. My, my, uh, my only, it's not really an entrepreneurial book as much as maybe a creativity book, but it has a lot to do with business and uh, how to get businesses to the next level and how it happens. It's probably now considered an old book, but uh, it was the the tipping point. You oh, know, where, okay. where is that point? That's a really good one, it, right? Malcolm Gladwell. Goes, yeah, when it goes over the top, when does that happen, and how does it happen? Absolutely. Uh, and that's that's very important. Not easy to figure out, but uh, probably one of the most important things I think about any any business, whether it's our villa or our products. Yes. It's like where, where does that point come? When you finally say, okay, it's going to happen now. Right. And that point makes all the impact. So absolutely, we're away from business. We're still impersonal because everything you guys talked about with a lot of, especially your mom, your poor mother. Anyway, we're going to tell her about this We're going to tell on her. I'll tell on you guys. I'm going to teach her how to do podcasts and he's going to be in real trouble. Here's the worst part. Here's the worst part, right? So Mm -hmm. her mother lived to be 101, right? We, I I live with her in, in Boston. With you know my grandmother, Nonna. Uh, 
Nanna. Uh, uh, her, her sister, Nanna, grandma's sister, lived upstairs. her oldest sister lived upstairs. Her oldest sister was born in 1890, right? So isn't it weird that you, you actually live with a person from the 1800s? Yeah, that was my grandparents, yep. Yeah, right? So, so, so she lived till 93. My grandmother lived to 101. They all lived to like, you know, in their 90s and 100s. So my mother is going to turn 81 in a few days, a, couple, uh, a week or so. Bon compleanno. That's it. On uh, Groundhog Day. So appropriate. Um, and uh, so she's, she's going to be 81. Everyone lives to be 90s or 100. I got to put up with her for another friggin' 20 years. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Maybe, maybe in that time you could teach her how to shave. Exactly. <laughs> That's, now you're adding to the meanness. All right. Uh, let's leave this behind and go into the food round, which is perfect for you guys. I'm so excited about doing this one. I'll take food and drinks for 20. Food and drinks for 20. What is your favorite meal to cook together? We were talking about this. This was interesting. I'm not even asking the, la- the, the yeah. I'm not giving you the or of this question. No, I just uh, want to know what you want to cook together. We actually, we actually don't cook, me- well, we do cook meals together. We don't cook dishes together. Exactly. Um, what usually happens is that one of us, usually me, comes up with a dish and then Stephen perfects it. So uh, That's a great system. Yeah, it is actually because you know Stephen is more of the again the German side, you know about the recipes and the, the dosage and all that all that good stuff. I just kind of whip stuff together, and say, "Oh, that that came out pretty good," and then Stephen replicates it, and everyone t- says, "Oh, Stephen makes it so much better than you." And then I stab Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Stephen. So, what is your favorite meal? Uh, we made one the other night that is going to be uh, that is going to be repeated. We made ribs uh, the other night. Ribs. Stephen made ribs the other, the other day that were just friggin' blow away. I mean, pork ribs uh, cooked in uh, Scotch whiskey. No bourbon. No whiskey. Whiskey, Scotch yeah. whiskey, wine, and some other crap. And some uh, other crap. Cooked, <laughs> spices, herbs, you know. Spices, herbs are like slow cooked for what, five hours. Uh, yeah, five hours in the oven. They were the most amazing things you have ever tasted in your life. But but you know we also like to create new stuff. Like uh, one of, one of the favorite dishes that we serve to clients is uh, pasta. Uh, what what do you call those? The uh, spirals. So what do you call them? Fusilli. 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 Fusilli with uh, bell peppers and onions. That sounds so yummy. Yum. It's really, it's really, really, really good. And, and panoli nuts topped off with panoli nuts. Oh, that's good too. The, 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 the amazing thing that happens here, you know, when we get groups that come through, uh, you, get, you get a lot of people that, you, know, you get a group where they'll just drive you crazy. One person's a vegetarian, one person's a vegan, one person's a celiac. It's like, oh my God, I mean, how do we get through this? But what you learn, what you learn over time, especially in the South, I think in the South more maybe than the North, we cook a lot of vegetarian stuff. That's true. I mean, you don't even realize it. You know, it's a very yeah. poor culture. Mm-hmm. That's right. This uh, cucina povera, right? The poor kitchen, the poor cooking comes from. So seven, seven days in the week, five of those days are vegetable-based. Right. Pasta, pasta every day, of course. Right? Of course. Because, that, because that's cheap. 
you know, when, when people here in Italy brag about you, Italians think that Italian food is the best is the best food in the world. Okay, kinda, but you know, there's other great food, you know, kitchen cuisines in the world, but they think theirs is the only one. And, and their proof of that is that you know, why do you think there are so many Italian restaurants in the world? Okay, that's true. There are a lot of Italian restaurants in the world, but what I shoot back at them is <clears throat> the reason there are so many. Italian restaurants in the world, especially today, like French, French restaurants have gone by the wayside. You, know, you can't find a French restaurant anymore. Um, because Italian food, one, is easy to prepare and very inexpensive. So if you're going to open up a restaurant, you're going to open up a restaurant that has both of those things where anyone can cook it if you have the right ingredients and the right recipe. And it doesn't, doesn't cost anything. And it's so, delicious. You know, exactly. exactly. And, and it is delicious. But you know, a bowl of pasta costs you what? 25 cents to cook, and you go to a restaurant in Manhattan, they'll charge you 15 bucks for it. That's right. My mother, so, my parents used to say, this is the pasta fazool that we had, uh, you know, when we were poor. Exactly. And, and now yeah, they're exactly. charging me $20 for it? I don't think so. Right. And, and my mom would say, what? You paid how much? Come to my house. You give me the money. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's a great answer. Yes. Yes. My, my aunt tells me that all the time. Yeah. So, so last... So, so, yeah, I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. I was going to say, last question, red, white, or beer? Hmm. I'm going to say none of the above until you're, vodka. Yeah, you're we, vodka. We knew we that knew one. That. We knew that. Okay, no, I, I'm, uh, well, uh, I'm not a big beer drinker. I never have been. Um, uh, Southern Italy, by the way, now, though, is coming up with some great artisanal beers. A lot of the young people are getting into beer making, and Italians in general are really getting into beer. And uh, probably the biggest Italian beer, even in the States, is Peroni. Right. right. I'm not wrong. It it's is. Brewed right, it's brewed right here in Bari. This is where they make it. Right, uh, you know, the 20 minutes away from us. That's the only brewery they have in all of Italy. Um, uh, in the States, it might be brewed by somebody else. But, but, that, but you know, Italians have become very big on beer. Uh, I am a red wine guy all the way. All, all the way. way. You, can right. you can stay. You can stay. You can uh, stay. Southern Italy does not make good white wine. Does that mean I have to go? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe. Well, no, because we get your share of wine. So yeah, we you get can do your share of wine. wine yeah, so, yeah, yeah you, you can, can, that works out. Okay. You can do that. Um, uh, Southern Italy does not know how to make good wines. Southern Italy makes some really exceptional full-bodied wines, but they have not yet figured out how to blend wines. You know, the, the biggest-selling most expensive French wines, for example, are blends. You know, a Bordeaux is not a mono viticulture. It's not one grape. Here they make wines from one type of grape, mostly. Yeah. Uh, but some of them are exceptional. And the, the alcohol ten, uh, content in, in our wines down here is very, very high. You know, they're usually always around 14 to 15% alcohol, which is pretty high for but you a don't, wine. But you don't taste it. The alcohol. It goes down so smooth. smooth. Really smooth. Especially ours. You know, this year we made 3,000 liters of wine, which is, I don't know, uh, like 3,700 bottles of uh, red wine. Nero di Troia, black Trojan. Don't confuse it with the, with the condoms. Uh, we'll try not to. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a wine that is only grown in uh, this north, the northern part of Puglia. It's it's very fruity. It's a great table wine. The most you know the most popular Puglia wine now is Primitivo, which comes from a little bit further south. Right. We see that but a lot the, out here in in the states. 
Exactly. Uh, Primitivo, which is also the type of uh, uh, grape, is the same grape that is grown in California, and the wine in the U.S. is called, anyone, anyone, anyone? No, I don't know. Zinfandel. Oh, Primitivo is Zinfandel. I knew, you know, the thing is, I knew that because we're starting to grow our own grapes here, and that's one of the types of grapes we're growing. Is Zinfandel, right. yep. Yeah. Because what happened was the Primitivo uh, grape stock, the vine stock, was uh, brought over to America by the Italians, you know, back in the 1800s. Um, and it started growing, you know, very rapidly in California. Then the, uh, the grape blight hit, uh, Europe, especially Italy, it, I, I think at the beginning of the 1900s and it wiped out the grape stock. So what they did w then was they brought the stock from the U S back to Italy and that's how they got the, those grapes going again. Mm. But yeah, in the U S it's called Zinfandel and here it's Primitivo. Primitivo. Uh, but you know, uh, no, I'm I'm a big sucker for big, full-bodied wines. I mean, you know, just sloshing that red wine around the big chalice, and just smelling it and drinking it, and it's like, mm. it's the only way to go. And it's called grindstone. And it's called grindstone. See how I brought that back around? That's no, right. And we're we're gonna go ahead and take a break here for what to hear from our sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. Something like Do that. Do commercially things. Yeah. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, we know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24-7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there, so where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Well, you were always here. It's not like you went away. I, they do that on TV sometimes, too. Anyway, um, we are back with Stephen and Paul. And uh, Paul has, you, you know, we knew this was going to happen. Paul has several pet peeves, and we discussed which one that might be a little bit more appropriate. So, Paul, well, what's your pet peeve? <laughs> uh, farting public. But mine was chewing with your mouth open. Chewing with your mouth open. So, I mean, both really gross. Yes. You know, we've got to talk about the third especially, one now. Especially if somebody farts when you're chewing with the mouth open. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and there, there was the third one. We're going to go there, which, which we all poo-pooed and said, no, we better not do that. But it's go really ahead. But, 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 but people really do it. I mean, I, I, I have, like, business acquaintances. You go to, a, like, a serious 
high profile business dinner and somebody will blow their nose into their cloth dinner napkin at the restaurant and put it back on their lap. Oh. It's like, what are you thinking? That's that's Paul's other pet peeve. That's Paul's other pet peeve. So we've got uh, we got three for one today, folks. We've got the don't blow your nose in your dinner napkin, your uh, um, your cloth dinner napkin. Don't chew with your mouth open. Your mother probably ha- had to teach you that, or you learned it from your mother, or you learned it from your mother. Um, and don't fart in public. You know, right. or it, or if you do, walk away fast. No, no, don't <laughs> walk away fast. It's just. It, it's just, and and I'll tell you, we, we like to go to the zoo. We've got a beautiful zoo here in Phoenix. Um, and you walk around, and then there's a crowd in front of you. This happened to us uh, when we just did zoo lights. And inevitably, somebody will will oh, pass yeah. gas. And, and then they, you know, they know that there's a group of people behind them, and they do it anyway. Walk away. It's a bodily After. function. No. Walk away. Before. Walk to where other people are not behind you. Where the, this, walk this, this walk whole, to where the whole, kids are. Walk to where the kids exactly. are. Playing they, they like this whole excuse for bodily functions is like, uh, um, you, you know, I I don't like to pee in public or poo in public. That's you know, true. That's Very true. Too. And like you know, with uh, uh, one of the things you know that you're experiencing now in America with Donald Trump, right? Uh, one of the things people say that they like about Donald Trump, you know, that's fine, is that. At least he says what's on his mind, right? Without the filter. Without Hello, the filter. that's called Tourette's syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note. <laughs> Let, let's tell people how they could find you. First, you guys do have a podcast, correct? Yes. Okay. Living, Living Villa Capelli. Living Villa Capelli. You could find that on yeah. iTunes or on the website livingvillacapelli.com. And yes. what else? What else do we have here? Go v- ahead, Kat. VCVillacapelli.com, VillaCapelli.com, uh, Instagram, VillaCapelli, VillaCapelli on Twitter, Facebook, forward slash VillaCapelli. Um, and that'll all be in the show notes because I know you're, no one's going to remember that. No. VillaCapelli. Just remember, VillaCapelli. Villa you can Google, you can Google and, us and, and we'll hope, come up. And, and, all and I hope you're not writing that down while you're driving. Yeah, yeah please I don't write that down also. while you're driving. That's why we put it on the show notes. But it, now, remember, two Ps, two Ls. Two Ps, two Ls because it's a hat. It's not uh, your hair. Um, uh, Puglia, all of southern Italy is just the most beautiful place in the world, I think. Um, but I may be partial to that. And and Puglia is absolutely spectacular. It's a little-known gem. So if you have the opportunity to get over there, uh, go visit Stephen and Paul. They're building a new restaurant. They've got a lot of good stuff that you could bring back with you into the States. Except and, for pork products. Except for pork products because they took my Induya. And I'll do a whole show on that Induya and why they took it from me. But, we have uh, a great story for that uh, for another time. Well, yeah. It's a, great trick. it's a great trick to pull on the customs officials. Well, we need to know about that. So, uh, so let us know. And uh, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Stephen, for being with us. And thank you, guys, for listening. Grazie. Prego. Grazie. Grazie to them for uh, for being on the show. And then uh, prego when they say grazie to us. Grazie. 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 Prego. Prego. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. 
Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsor's links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.